Welcome to episode 19 of the Discovering the Male Mysteries podcast. I'm your host, Mel Mystery. Today's topic is creating your magical playlist. I'll be talking about using music in your magic and ritual, creating a magical playlist, and how to pick both pop culture songs and pagan songs and chants to include in your playlist. Before we move on to our main topic, I want to take a few moments to share news and updates. The big elephant in the room right now is the coronavirus. As I record this episode in April 2020, most of the U.S. and the world is in lockdown. I hope you're all safe out there and have an ample supply of toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and cleaning products. I'm currently doing fine and am lucky to have an employer that has everyone working from home right now. I know not everyone is so lucky. I don't have as much spare time as I'd hoped since my boss has lots of projects for me, but I have found a little extra time that I'm using mostly to take care of little things that I never have time for, cleaning my shed, sorting out old files, and so on. One of the little things I've been doing is going through my old mixtapes and things I recorded off the radio when I was in high school and college. I have dozens of audio cassettes, and most of them are unmarked or are vaguely marked with things like Mel's Party Mix. That's Mel's with a Z, by the way. I'm keeping a list of the songs that I can now get digitally and tossing the tapes, unless there's some special reason I want to keep it. I thought I'd mention this since it ties into today's topic. So with the coronavirus threat, a lot of things have been canceled or postponed. The Brotherhood by the Bog Retreat, Stone and Stang, my local Pride Fest, and many other events. It seems just over a month ago I was looking at upcoming events, trying to decide what I might do this summer, and now it looks like even the mundane summer events are out of the question. As for the upcoming fall events, I really don't know yet. As yet, there don't seem to be any official announcements regarding Between the Worlds or the Arcadia Gathering. It's just wait and see. I don't have many updates right now, but I will share a few events and a project I've been working on. As I mentioned, the Brotherhood by the Bog Retreat for Pagan Men was canceled due to the coronavirus. The event will be rescheduled for a later date, but right now we don't know when. As yet, there are no immediate plans to cancel the Arcadia Gathering scheduled for October 8th through 11th, 2020, and registration is currently open. The theme for the next Arcadia is the space between us, making connections across the void. The theme was chosen well before the coronavirus hit, but seems weirdly meaningful amid this pandemic. The idea was to focus on making connections in the real world and online, connecting with your tribe, and connecting with deities, spirits, and ancestors. It's hard to plan for a fall event right now because we really don't know what's going to happen. But for the moment, the event is still moving forward. We have a new venue this year. There's an up-and-coming pagan sanctuary in northwest Virginia that is coincidentally named the Arcadia Sanctuary. The owners reached out to me after seeing our gathering had the same name. They've been great to work with and are even offering a meal plan. It's mostly primitive camping with some spaces like a stage, creek, sacred well, and so on. There are bathrooms and showers with hot water. There are some overnight options besides camping, but these are limited and those with health issues or disabilities will be given priority. The other thing I've been working on is a newsletter for pagan men who love men. The newsletter is titled Mysterious Ways and can be viewed or downloaded from my Melt Mystery website. The first issue was published this past winter and I'm aiming for the next issue to come out around June. 
The theme of the first issue was empowering queer men's spirituality. The theme of the next issue is queer spirituality and activism. Articles, poems, reviews, and artwork are being accepted now through mid-May. That's about it for news and updates, so on with the show. Many gay and bisexual men, dissatisfied with modern religions that struggle to accept and condone us, are hearing the call of the old gods, those gods and religions of antiquity that embraced us and recognized our inherent spirituality. While modern religions debate our worth as lovers, as priests, as sexual beings, the old gods and the old religions embraced us as sacred. We were their shamans, their priests, the intermediaries between the gods and mankind. Many of the gods themselves were homosexual, bisexual, or transgendered. These gods were untamed, vibrant, and sexual. Accept their call and their healing embrace. These are the Male Mysteries, and I'm your host, Mel Mystery. Before we start talking about the use of music and magic and ritual, I'd like to start with a quote from Gabriel Roth. Roth was an American dancer and musician with a special interest in shamanism. She died in 2012. According to Roth, in many shamanic societies, if you came to a shaman or medicine person complaining of being disheartened, dispirited, or depressed, they would ask you one of four questions. When did you stop dancing? When did you stop singing? When did you stop being enchanted by stories? When did you stop finding comfort in the sweet territory of silence? Where we have stopped dancing, singing, being enchanted by stories, or finding comfort in silence is where we experience the loss of soul. Dancing, singing, storytelling, and silence are the four universal healing solves. In a nutshell, Roth suggested that singing, dancing, storytelling, and silence are all important to healing the soul. Besides healing the soul, music can be used in magic in a number of ways. To raise energy, to raise or lower vibration, to synchronize a group, to unify a group, for shamanic journeying, to reach an ecstatic trance state, for singing our spells into song, and as hymns and praises to deities. This list isn't meant to be all-inclusive. You may know other uses of music in magic. You can use music to raise energy. I remember in my young adulthood, long before becoming pagan, whenever I would go out to the gay clubs, I would get myself all dressed up, and while I was getting ready, I'd play some really upbeat music in the background to get myself in the mood for a night on the town. With no one watching, I'd usually sing along and maybe even dance around the room before going out. While I didn't know it at the time, and even though this is a very mundane example, I was raising energy. Raising energy in a spell, ritual, or drum circle can be very similar, and you can use music to do this. Whether you are dancing to a drum beat, chanting a pagan chant like We Are Circle, or singing and dancing to your favorite pop song, all these things raise energy that can be used in spells and rituals. You can use music to raise or lower your vibration. There are times when you might want to raise your vibration to add energy to your spell or to work with high vibration spirits and deities. Other times you might want to lower your vibration for shamanic journeying or thonic underworld work. You can change your vibration by changing the tempo of the music. A faster tempo is a higher vibration. A slower tempo is a lower vibration. A common example of a low vibration beat used in magic and ritual is the use of the heartbeat drum beat. You can use music to synchronize a group of people when doing a group ritual. 
Drummers and drum circles do this all the time. They synchronize the beat and tempo with each other and in turn the dancers in the circle adjust their dancing to match the drum beat. This kind of synchronization can also be used in rituals. You can use a slow drum beat, chanting, or meditative music to move folks into a ritual state of mind. You can use drumming or other music and maybe even dancing to raise everyone's energy within a group working. You can use music at the end of a ritual to move everyone back to a grounded, mundane state of mind. You can use music to unify a group. Whether in magic or the mundane world, the songs and type of music you listen to often tags you as being part of a certain group. Do you like rock, pop, country, heavy metal, rap, folk songs, or something else? Often there are entire identities and styles built around the type of music people like. While this may be a bit of a generalization, when you think of country singers and likely country music lovers, you think of cowboy hats and jeans. When you think of heavy metal, you might think of lots of dark colors, leather, and piercings. Music has also been used in religion to unify groups. If you grew up Christian, there are so many songs revolving around Christian identity and Christian beliefs. Many songs are staple hymns that are sung over and over again. This reinforces both the belief and the identity. While many of you right now might be thinking how close to brainwashing and cult-like this is, we pagans also have songs like this. We are a circle. We all come from the goddess. Earth my body, hoof and horn, and many others. Using common songs and chants unifies group identity. Music can be used for shamanic journeying and guided meditation. Usually drum beats are recommended, though I've used other types of music like Celtic music. Instrumentals without words are usually best. It is said that your spirit journeys along the drum beats or sound waves. If drumming is used, the tempo often indicates where you are in the journey. A slow drum beat might carry you to the underworld, whereas a fast beat might mark your return. Music can be used to induce an ecstatic state or trance state. There's a reason there's a whole genre of music called trance music. Many pagans reach these altered states of consciousness using drumming and dancing. These states can lead to better focus and greater awareness and can be used to apply greater focus to magical work. A rising and lowering tempo, repeated phrases, repeated actions, and other repeating elements can lead to a trance state. Trance music usually has a tempo between 110 and 150 beats per minute. You can use songs to bring your spells to life. In other words, you can sing your spells into song. I'm a big J.R.R. Tolkien fan, and I love his stories of Middle-earth. Many were based on European mythology. In The Silmarillion, his book on the mythologies and tales of Middle-earth, Tolkien suggests that the great god Eru sang the world into existence, and there is this idea that the elves enchant their songs with magic, or perhaps they enchant their magic with songs. You can do the same, though maybe not at the level of world creation. Consider singing your spells to give them greater energy. This might be especially helpful if you work with the Fae. You can use songs and hymns to praise deities and other spirits. The Greeks had hymns that they sang to their gods. A hymn is basically an invocation meant to flatter the gods and to get their attention. Once you got their attention and buttered them up a bit, then you could make your requests in the form of prayers. There are a number of traditional ancient Greek hymns to choose from, but I personally find these hard to follow. They're written in an ancient style and often have cultural and geographic references that are terribly out of context for me. What I do like to do is to take modern pop songs and appropriate them as modern hymns. For example, the song Venus by Bananarama for the goddess of love, or Thunder by Imagine Dragons for your favorite thunder gods. You can also find many modern pagan songs that honor various deities.
types of music should you have in your magical playlist? This is really up to you, but I think it would be great to have a mix of different types of music. You might want to have some shamanic drumming music, meditative music, and trance-inducing music for journeying, meditation, and trance work. You may want to include some common pagan chants. These include common chants like We Are Circle, We All Come From The Goddess, Earth My Body, Hoof and Horn, and many others. I've found many of these on YouTube. You can include songs from pagan artists and pagan-esque artists like Enya, Lorena McKennett, Lisa Thiel, Hosier, Within Temptation, and many others. I highly recommend the group Within Temptation, not just for their songs, but for their music videos, which can be found on YouTube. You can search Google or YouTube for pagan and pagan-friendly artists. You might also include modern pop songs or songs from other genres that just resonate with your magical practice. Venus, Thunder, Witchy Woman, Moondance, Abracadabra, I Put a Spell on You, and many others. You might also want some songs that reinforce things that you want to bring into your life. These can include songs about love, money, or dreams come true. By listening and or singing them, you reinforce the magic behind them and bring them into your life. One thing to watch out for, especially when using music and spells, is the lyrics. Be sure the words and lyrics of a song don't reinforce negativity or things that you don't want. For example, if you were using a song in a love spell, you don't want to pick a song about breakups. If you're trying to bring money into your life, you don't want to pick a song about not having money. So where do you find songs? You can find songs in different places and different formats. If you like having physical, tangible items, you might consider looking for music CDs, vinyl records, or even second-hand cassette tapes at the local music store or online. You can also find these things in thrift stores sometimes. 
If you don't want physical items, you can find places online to download music, such as an online digital download store or a file sharing site. I find a lot of great songs on YouTube, and there are browser add-ins and software that allow you to download songs and videos for personal use. You can also stream from apps like Pandora or Spotify. The very last thing I want to address is what to do when technology fails. If you're using music in a spell or ritual, you might decide to play a CD, use an MP3 player, or stream something from your smartphone. Inevitably, when doing magic, technology has a tendency to fail. I remember years ago doing a fall equinox ritual. I had a CD ready to go, but for some reason the CD player went on the blitz. I don't remember if it was the batteries that died or if the CD I had burned from a computer wasn't compatible with the player. What I do remember is that we had to improvise. Luckily we had the lyrics printed out, but when we all sang the song we sounded like a bunch of sick cats. The moral of the story is not to rely on technology in a ritual. A backup plan is crucial. At the very least have printed lyrics for everyone. Or better yet, find someone who can play the music using an instrument like a guitar.
Today's god is actually a goddess associated with male-male love, Aphrodite Urania. Aphrodite is the Greek goddess of love, beauty, and sexuality. Besides heterosexual love, she is considered a patron of both lesbian and homosexual male love. In Greek mythology, there was more than one Aphrodite. The first Aphrodite is Aphrodite Pandemos, or Aphrodite for all people. She was also known by 19th century homosexuals as Aphrodite Dionia, or the heterosexual Aphrodite. The second Aphrodite is Aphrodite Urania. In Greek myth, Aphrodite Urania was said to have been born from the severed genitals of Uranus and to have emerged from the sea foam. The Uranian Aphrodite is associated with the noble and higher spiritual love of older men for male youth. In Plato's Symposium, Aphrodite Urania is proclaimed the patron of same-sex love. Nineteenth-century homosexuals often identified themselves as Uranians because of this link to Aphrodite Urania. There was also a bearded Aphrodite, often called Hermaphroditus or Aphroditos. This Aphrodite had both male and female characteristics, including breasts and an erect phallus. Aphrodite is associated with the planet Venus and the moon. Her sacred day is Friday. The Greeks called this day Hemera Aphrodites, or Day of Aphrodite. She is a patron of both sacred priestesses and secular prostitutes. Aphrodite was said to love sexual intercourse. The term Aphrodisia and Aphrodisiac come from her name. Initiates and priestesses of Aphrodite honored her with singing and dancing, among uh, other things. Aphrodite is the goddess of love, beauty, sensuality, seduction, and sex. Her symbols include golden apples, roses, doves, swans, seashells, and pomegranates. Her Roman equivalent is Venus. Thanks for listening to today's show. For additional information, including show notes and links to my bookstore and blog, please visit my website at www.melmystery.com. That's www.melmystery.com. If you have original poetry, music, or group or event to share, please let me know, and I'll consider featuring it on my website, blog, or in an upcoming podcast.